Hello and welcome to another episode of Cinema Buns, where the only thing sweeter than you, the listeners, are the movies that we cover. I am Jonah Colazzo. My name is Hoover Ramirez. And we got a mystery one to solve here. Uh, we are talking about uh, Ryan Johnson's... Ryan Johnson? Yeah. Yes. You gave me that look. No, like, because I'm like, wait, is it Ryan Johnson? I never really heard it out loud. I think it's actually pronounced Rain Johnson. I've heard so many people pronouncing Rain and Ryan. Well, it has to be Ryan because Rain is A-I. This is I-A. I, I've heard it multiple ways being said. Um, the sequel or anthology sequel, I guess you could call it, uh, to the Knives Out franchise, The Glass Onion, that just dropped on Netflix. Uh, we're going to be breaking that one down, solving it, if you will. Uh, but before we jump into that, we like to talk about what's viewed with me and you. Hoover, what have you been watching this uh, end of December? So I finally finally finished Demon Slayer. Um, <laughs> it was funny because I, I left off when it, the season was coming out when, uh, earlier this year. I was keeping up with it. Uh, and then I don't know why I just never finished it. And I was almost done. I only had like four episodes left. Uh-huh. Uh, so I finished that. Uh, awesome. Uh, if you ha- if you want to check out anime, if you're not an anime fan, but you want to check out anime, of course, you could start off with Demon Slayer. Um, I think it has excellent animation. I think the story is good. The characters are awesome. Uh, so, yeah. Um, <coughs> well, now, you know, sorry don't about die, that. I mean, um, I've been dealing with phlegm. Oh. Um, but I'm not sick. I just have phlegm. Okay, nice save there. Um, but anyways, um, besides that, uh, I've been watching The Recruit on Netflix. Oh, as yes. Noah Centennial or Centennial, yeah, Centennial. Uh, you know what? I wasn't a fan of his entering twenty twenty two. I think because uh-huh. I, I said I'm, I didn't like him as Adam Smasher, but he won me over Adam Smasher, uh, and then now he's kind of won me over with this new TV show. Is it the best? I don't know, but it's a very fun show. Um. Of course, he has his charming aspects, but he also like I kind of like I just like the story that's being told and the characters in there. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, <laughs> it's just funny because it's like he's treated as a spy, but he's not a spy; he's a lawyer. That's what I was wondering. The trailer made it seem like if he's like they they clearly say that he's some kind of lawyer, yeah. But then he starts like dodging and weaving explosions yeah. and stuff, and I'm just like, this is a lawyer doing this, yeah. <laughs> Okay. But he's for the CIA, so. So he has some training. No. <laughs> okay. I mean, he's he's not, like, holding guns or anything. Like, he, he, like if you watch the show, he's not doing anything. He's just around the action. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is he kind of being, like, babysat while other people are doing action? Or is he, like, on his way to work? Boom! Explosion. And now he's on his way. No, he has, like, he, okay, so he starts off doing lawyer shit. Mm-hmm. And he's just checking out things. He's going to the client. And then the client starts doing... Because the client is the dangerous part, and that's the CIA stuff and the oh, action. Okay. Then he starts getting dragged into the action. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. But you never, I don't think I've ever seen him, like, hold a gun, start shooting, like, you know, mm-hmm. popping off. But, like, no. Uh, but it's a fun show. Um, so yeah, that's, that's uh, I think you only need two more episodes. Oh, um, okay. Besides that, I think that's about it. That's it? That's all you've been watching? Yeah. No worries, no worries. I got you. Oh, you know what? My bad. I did watch Thirteen Lives on Amazon Prime. Thirteen Lives. That's the one with the uh, the they're in like a Korea. They're, they're, or, no, they're or in Thailand. They're in Thailand. Thailand. Yeah. Uh, and then thirteen. Uh, a, a whole soccer team gets stuck in a cave. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, directed with Ron Howard. That's uh, right. So yeah. Um, dude, I like I wasn't. I I was kind of aware of the story when it was happening like four years ago, 
Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, it's like everything. You know, you're kind of numb to news. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, people got rescued. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But like, like watching it, um, I'm like, dude, uh, Ron Ron Howard catches like the, the anxiety, the claustrophobic, like, cause okay, so the uh, soccer team goes into a cave and they get stuck in there because it starts to rain mm-hmm. and the cave starts getting flooded. Um, but they're deep in the cave and then dude, like, it's like, it's like super hard to get in there and everything. I'm like, damn, I never really thought of that. <laughs> Just like how dangerous um, caves. Can yeah. Be. Like, you know, maybe walking a cave is not that bad, but like being, when it gets flooded, I never mm-hmm. thought of that. Um, and then, so yeah, it was challenging even just getting them out of it. It was very like, I'm like, because I'm like thinking about oh we'll we'll just swim back like no because then it has this twist and turns and then it gets claustrophobic and then like like mm. if it, like you know if there was any ordinary person I think they would start freaking out you know yeah yeah and then there's no like oh let me just catch my breath there's like no <laughs> there's no time to breathe like you know you can't just stop and it's and it's um Tom Hanks mm? no 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 who, I think who, it's Colin Farrell and Colin Farrell that's right Colin Farrell and um what's his face. Uh, Zombie Land, I think. Uh, what guy? Well, not Willie. I was gonna say Willie Nelson. Um, Woody, Har- Willie, Woody Harrison. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, I think it's both of them. Yes. Um, and then because one there's a third guy. Yeah, I, I think there is. But um, either way, it's a good movie. Um, I've heard the documentaries like The Rescue and I think Thirteen Under or something or something like that is yeah, like, yeah. very good. I want to check them out because uh, I heard they're even better than the movie, but, like, it just, ca- I feel like they capture, like, the culture and uh, just the whole thing really well. Very nice. So, yeah. Very nice. Uh, but, yeah, that's about it. Um, let's see. What have I been watching? Speaking of Colin Farrell, uh, I watched The Banshees of Inishirin. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. I very much really, really liked it. Um, Is it the best movie of all time? Maybe not. It's a lot of talking. Um. But that's the best thing about it. I very much love the writing. Uh, Martin McDowell. McDowell? McDowell? Oh, I don't yeah. know how to say it. McDowell, I think it's. Um, he did, you know, what is it? Uh, three Billboards. He did um, In Bruges. And you could just, like, that. those little trilogy of movies, man. It's a beautiful little set. Um, I really like this, for this, this new one. Um, I can see how some people might not like it. But I very much do. Um, I watched also the documentary Stutz. Okay. I like it and I don't like it. I don't know why. Okay. And I feel so bad because it's it's very, very, you know, raw, you know, information for people that are like, you know, maybe dealing with mental health and, and dealing with, you know, trying to get their lives up again. And, you know, Stutz is very like a very like no nonsense kind of, you know, therapist. And that's what they really want to get out there is like, hey, look, this is his style. And it's really kind of it really helps kick you in the butt. Um, But it it also deals with a lot of meta-ness where like Jonah Hill, since he's the director or technically writer and also he's kind of doing a lot of the filming himself. Um, He's all but he's also a patient. He does a lot of moments where he like he's just like, I need to inform you about some of the more meta issues i'm dealing with this where i'm not telling you the full story because i'm also being a director and sometimes it kind of unravels the um the package of you know what we can take away and it almost makes a lot of the 
messaging and themes and stuff that they want to talk about a little fake i felt um did you ever watch it no no yeah i don't know some people are saying that it's really really great and i was just like i don't i don't see it i don't see reviews on it or anything maybe like because you know like we get a different opinion like oh yeah kind of i've read some of the ones on 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 letterbox and a lot of them have it at like a three at minimum four four and a half at like max yeah i was the only one that gave it like a two and a half but like what are they saying though a lot of it is saying like oh it's really raw and it's powerful and i understand because there is a half where like you're it's not just them telling each other stories it's really jonah hill telling this guy phil stutz kind of life and history and then also his way of, of doing therapy and stuff and, you know, he himself is dealing with uh, Parkinson's and, you know, he's dealing with all that. And so you're kind of you, there is moments where he finally opens up as a person and you're like, OK, I, 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 I see the emotional connection I can make with these characters. It's just that a lot of the times I think Jonah Hill gets in the way of his own creativity and flow. And then it stops and it feels like Jonah Hill feels like he's acting these moments. It's maybe like maybe the situation has happened before. But now they're trying to recreate those old situations and those old, you know, therapy sessions and and put it on the screen for people to see and connect to. And I and it sometimes it doesn't connect for me. Um like I can understand what to pull away from, it just sometimes it feels a little fake. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I especially when you're dealing with also senior that's out there, which is also another movie about direct uh, like a a famous person doing a documentary about someone else who's, you know, an artist in their own terms and is also dealing with Parkinson's. It, it like, almost kind of feels like they're kind of battling each other in a way. <laughs> I don't mean to put it that way, but it's like, one obviously feels a little bit better to me. Um, Just very quickly, uh, it's not Woody Harrison. It's Viggo Mortensen. <laughs> oh, Viggo Mortensen, they, that's right. They look kind of like, man, a I was confused. Bit. And then Joel Edgerton. And Paul Joel Kings. Edgerton, that's right. That's yeah. who the other guy is. Um that's cool. Yeah. Um, the other one I watched was uh, Causeway. Yeah, on Apple TV. I thought you watched it already. No, because remember I told you that I thought we had Apple TV still, and oh. I checked all the ones on TV on my 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 actual TV, and all the apps were all logged out. And then I just recently was just like, well, I'll tap this by accident. Oh, there it is. It's all there. Um, so I watched it. Uh, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. Jennifer Lawrence is doing a very layered performance of she is a a, a soldier that is it's like set in like the early 2000s. She's a soldier that was in Afghanistan who uh, took fire or something. Her convoy blew up. She has brain issue, a uh, brain trauma and also dealing with PTSD. And she's just in no good shape to go back to work or really kind of handle her own personal life. She goes back home to her family or her mom in um new orleans uh and there she meets tyree tyree brian tyree henry there you go brian tyree henry uh who has his own you know personal issues but they you know they come together they become friends um it, it feels like it has a lot of it wants to have big you know opinions on like war and you know ptsd and and what's up but it doesn't feel like it always takes the the big step to actually make a statement 
Um, so for that, it kind of feels a little weird, but it's a, it is a park and bark kind of movie. Like literally the move, like there's a little movement and then they all sit down and talk. And that is the entire movie. Little movement, sit down and talk. So if you don't, if you guys can't enjoy like a slow burn, this is not the one for you. <laughs> Cause you're going to see it. And you're like, this is boring as hell. Um, but I enjoyed it. Like, I mean, I can handle a slow burn and, and honestly I enjoyed the connection and the, in the friendship that they had. Jennifer Lawrence is doing top A work, and and Henry just feels like a like a character that he feels like a f- best friend that you have not yet met, but you want to be friends with, and he really brings that kind of character out and really plays along with it. Uh, so I very much enjoyed that. Uh, the last thing I watched was um, Night at the Museum. Kamun Raz rises again on Disney Plus. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, I, I took a chance on it. it. It's not being advertised, really. Um, it came out, like, the 9th in December. On the 9th, I think. Um, I said, what the fuck? Let's, let's, let's give it a watch. Let's see what happens. And uh, it's garbage. <laughs> well, I could have told you that. Uh, did you, have you seen it? No, I just know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, I, you know, it came out of nowhere. And yeah. I think the fact that it had, you know, no one was asking for it, it kind of is its best, like, strongest move because it's like it could have done really great work put together a really great cast done really great script been something new for an, a new generation of like nine year of the museum um it didn't do any of that yeah i mean uh i no, i was just because i was thinking about it i'm like disney this this whole year has been kind of garbage for them at least from like movies uh, like especially if they're trying to revamp some or like a, a sequel to something or revamp something like the Ice Age movie. I heard was I haven't seen it, but I heard it was bad. Uh, Disenchanted was a disappointment, at least for me. Uh, same thing with uh, what was the other one, the Halloween one, uh, Hocus Pocus Hocus two. Hocus Pocus two. That was a little disappointment for me. And so like it was it just made sense. Like uh, yeah, I probably won't watch that. Yeah. Uh, was that your last thing? That is my last thing. Oh, because then I was gonna say I did watch the first episode of National Treasure. <laughs> I, I oh I I kind of got interested in wanting to watch that, but I didn't. Is it good? Is it uh, so? I mean, I've only watched one episode so far. It's so good. I mean, um, they did bring back an old character. Um, you you might have forgot about him. Like if you don't really, literally was just watching the first one. I thought we were watching the new show, uh-huh. and I was like, oh my god, they got uh, uh they got Nicholas uh, Cage back. <laughs> They got Nicolas Cage back. They got a whole, uh, they got, uh, what's his name? His dad. Uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Mm-hmm. I forget his name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but I, I thought they had brought back so many new characters, and then it turns out it's the first one. No, yeah. Uh, no. Um, and they, they referenced Nicolas Cage. Okay. Like, oh, yeah, I knew a guy like that. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and just that? That's it? Yeah. Not that's even by name? No. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I kind of like it. Uh, it got me intrigued. It's not like there's nothing like I'm like, oh, that's bad. This is bad. I don't like this. Like mm-hmm. there's no, there's nothing that caused me to do that. So far, I'm like, all right, this is a good solid episode. Got you intrigued. Got you a little back into national treasure stuff. Uh, so yeah, I think solid, solid first episode. I think it's a simple premise that anybody could get plug and played into. Yeah. It's not like Indiana Jones where it's like the franchise is the character, you know, and now you're gonna bring this whole new person in. Um. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it can fail, but it looks like it could easily fall under its own weight. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I was going to say that because then you brought up uh, watching old things kind of being new. Mm-hmm. Say, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot to watch that. Yeah. Um, but yes, that is it. That is that is all I've watched. Uh, you ready to jump into some news? Yeah. 
We're going to try to move a little fast with this because my phone's about to die. Okay. Uh, let's jump into some um, let's jump into some DC news. Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot's The Flash cameos reportedly have been cut from the film. And this is because the Wonder Woman 3 movie is out. Uh, and Henry Cavill has been informed that he is not going to be returning as Superman. Um, so they've officially cut him out and her out out of the new Flash movie. Yay! Officially cutting them out of the, the world. Um, James Gunn has... Mm-hmm. What? Well, not the world, but just that movie. Or at least just that movie. But, I mean, Henry Cavill not coming back as Superman, that's a pretty fair explanation, saying that he's not going to be in their world. Well, yeah, we covered last week, yeah. But, like, uh, I didn't, I don't know if you have it in there, but then there's a... Uh, like, no, that, like, James Gunn's like, no, this does not mean everyone else is cut as well. That's that's uh, that's what I had here uh, from comicbook.com. Uh, um I keep seeing, uh, this is a post from James Gunn on his Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I keep seeing posts that is untrue theory. We are not recasting everyone except the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. A um, little weird worded here. Um, we're not recasting everyone except the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Because the theory was like, oh, since that's James Gunn's movie, everyone else is going to get recasted. Uh, okay. But is, is it... We're not recasting everyone except, doesn't that mean? Yeah, except the, the Suicide Squad is like the only one not getting recast. Oh. That was a theory. That's, yeah, okay. But he's saying that's not true. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Um, well, that's good. That's good. And I think that kind of falls into like the information that um, uh, I want to say that Zachary Levi mm. is uh, officially staying. Uh, he, I think he said that his... You know, position in in the in the DC world is is still all gravy. That he's going nowhere. Well, he's like well, besides the Suicide Squad. No, I actually, yeah, he's like the only one that hasn't. Well, never mind. He has a connection to Superman. Well, yeah, I mean, but not which one. That's that's the only <laughs> thing that's that's kind of saving him. I think yeah. is that uh that lack of face uh, cameo. Because I was gonna say, I don't know, like yeah, he's like the only one that hasn't met like any other Justice League or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. James Gunn says that the DC that the DCU is inspired by Justice League Unlimited and Young Justice. Two good shows. Yeah. Two really good shows to be basing your your world on. Um, I think that kind of puts some ease to some people. Um, I think this is the last bit of of uh, DC news. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum, uh, alumni from Smallville, is interested in returning as Lex Luthor in the new DCU. I think that would be cool. Yeah. He is friends with James Gunn. Um, one of the best live action Lex Luthers, I think. In my opinion. Yeah, well, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think about Gene Hackman. Was Gene Hackman good. was one. Yeah. But other uh, than that, I don't know. There is uh, also Superman Returns. Superman Returns, yes. Pretty solid. Yeah, I guess Jesse Eisenberg is the only one that did That doesn't really work. <laughs> I don't know why they try to do I don't know. I don't know hey, we're not going to get there. We're not going to get there. But yeah. uh, no, I was going to say, like, how awkward is it for James Gunn? Because we haven't really seen this, really. What do you mean? That he's just, like, they already have kind of a franchise, like a, a cinematic universe. And then he's like, now he's like the new lead. Mm-hmm. And so, like, now it's just like. Because there's fans of like Aquaman and like all these other movies until like, mm-hmm. uh, or like Superman. Uh, and now he's just like, now he's being dealt this awkward hand of like, sorry, Henry Cavill, but uh, you're not super. I don't see you in this first phase at least. Or like even The Rock too. Like, yeah. I don't see you in this first phase. 
Yeah. So it's like it's a very awkward position you got put in. I think when I think when we're hearing, you know, and I hate to be like, you know, here's something that we could possibly go down the road with, but at the same time, because it's like, you know, Marvel's right now doing it, but you know, there is alternate worlds and stuff like that. There, I could definitely see maybe Henry Cavill coming back as like a Superman. Uh, what is it? When Kingdom Comes, Superman. I think that's the old one with like the big, very sharp S and the 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 the, the white streaks on the side. I have no idea. There is a version of of an older Superman where I could see Henry Cavill coming back into the world uh, in that form. You know, I, I don't count everybody out as much as I don't cut count everybody out of like. MCU um, does it help not really I think something that's maybe a little bit more solid foundation should be where they start um, but honestly I we've heard a lot of the things that, that that James Gunn has done but he has not yet shown us what he's willing to do and I think we just need to wait and see no yeah I'm just saying it's awkward it is awkward, hands down. <laughs> just, but I think it's like you know, because he's getting a lot of hate for stuff, and then he's like, "Well, it's not but, his fault but, that like that at post credit, like that wasn't his idea." No, and it then, wasn't. No, and so it's like very awkward that he has to take over and now. They have to deal with this. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. It is, it is definitely awkward for him. But I think as fans out there, you know, it kind of sucks that you guys are also like cha- like you know challenging him and kind of coming against him because like at the same time, it's like. The one thing that everybody wanted was someone to lead the DCU into a better world. I am sorry that you can't just snip out all the bad and just keep all the good. Like, it doesn't work like that. You know, you got to, you know, clean slate. Let's start new. Um, And he is trying. It seems like he's trying to keep what works and what doesn't work, you know, separate. And it, he's not saying that Henry Cavill is completely out. He's just not his Superman. You know, with Zachary Levi being, you know, his Shazam, there's possibility for other heroes to come back. And so I, I think you guys just need to wait. It sucks for him because, like, he is what everybody asked for. And now everyone's like, how and, dare you? And um, I mean, I mean, he's I'm not saying he's the right guy, but he's, a, I, I think, a good candidate for that. So, like, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying it was awkward. And then, like, for me, I don't really care because I would just... Uh, I just I'm a I'm a DC fan through and through, so like I just want a good universe. <laughs> I'm tired exactly. of all these MCU boys saying y'all oh, DC sucks ass. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> just, do you have a show like Justice League? No, no, no. Young Justice, what? Mm, Harley Quinn, what? Huh? That's mm. what I'm saying. Mm? You can keep your mid movies, all right. You got a Batman Beyond? <laughs> Batman anime series? Do you oh, got God. a Status Shock? <laughs> I'm just saying. I know that's a different world, but you know what? Still counts. Still DC, yeah, still counts. Um, do you have the Sandman? <laughs> counts counts it uh, counts either way uh either way, i'm I just i just want i just want dc to be good man yeah uh, either way all right and in the hands on. of james gunn i think it works um gun and guns we trust in guns we trust <laughs> <laughs> um jumping over to some miscellaneous news uh indiana jones 5 will explain what happened to shia labeouf's character mutt williams um i could have sworn Sounds way familiar. Did we report on this already? I feel so. This seems like it's new work because I don't know. I, I, I just found out this like this week. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just feel like I've, I've, I've we I've, I've, like I feel like deja vu. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I could have sworn we had this conversation already. I think we reported on like when the the news broke about you know casting and stuff that Mutt Williams was not going to be in it. So maybe that's what you're remembering. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm I'm interested to see what they have. I kind of want to just for it to be just so quick and easy. Just kind of like, didn't you have a son? No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and like just continue on with the. Kind of disappointed. I like Shadow's character though. I kind of liked him, but at the same time, he just I don't know. He didn't fit. Like I think he did. I think they're just a movie. Like everyone, it's, I think it's like the Andrew Garfield effect. Every, like this, his Spider-Man movies kind of suck. So everyone's like, oh, he's the lamest one. And so he's like in another movie where he gets represented good. He's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you know, he's the best one. I think I that's guess, that. that's yeah. what it is. I want to say I don't know I haven't seen it in a while but I remember I like Shia LaBeouf's character. Yeah, maybe James Mangold. And that movie's not that bad, but it's just compared to the other three. Compared to the other three, I agree. I agree. I've, I I'm going to say it. I do enjoy sometimes watching it. Um, who knows? Maybe they'll swing around and, and pull a Spider Man on us and, and Andrew Garfield his his ass and like oh yeah he is the best part of that movie. Uh-huh. I don't know, but I just I really really hope like if it's like just super quick and simple, super <laughs> quick. Uh, the Terminator reboot, we said this. Remember last time we talked about what James Cameron should be doing? Yeah. Well, guess what? Terminator reboot being discussed by James Cameron. Um, just leave it alone, man. Just leave, just it, leave it alone. alone. Even, even if it's James Cameron, although, yeah. I mean, he had I mean, his he hand, has the best he, movies, like the two he, best movies. And, and the, he had his hand in, I think, the creation of, I want to say, Genesis and that new Sarah Connor one that was just kind of like, Focus only on older Sarah Connor. He had his hands in there as ex- executive producer, so it's like I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. I I don't remember that, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I just say leave it alone. Maybe come back to it like later, later, yeah, later down the road. I don't know. Six years later, when we're done with uh, Avatar movies, yeah, yeah, finish your Avatar movies, then come back. Then to come Terminator. back. There you go. You got to finish your. And then ma- finish your Titanic trilogy. Finish your vegetables before you could have your dessert, man. And then come back for Titanic too. <laughs> Oh, that'd be great. Um, movie studios can now be sued for depictive or misleading trailers. That's stupid. I think it's very stupid. And this is the last bit of my my news. Um, I think trailers are just as part of the art of the movie. And I think if a trailer mislead, if a trailer were to mislead you in saying like this is a romantic comedy, and then you get there and it's like gory horror, I can understand that. That's not what you were coming to find. But if it's like saying like, hey, this is what the movie looks like, it's going to tackle and lead you, and it's really flip flopped, I think that's completely fair, and that should not be an issue. I mean, the movie is a salesman. The movie is a salesman. I mean, the tra- I mean, the trailer's a salesman. Uh, there you go. My bad. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, the trailer's just something like it's trying to get you in. It doesn't matter if the movie sucks or not, or it's you don't get what you want. It it did its job if you're in there. It is the free uh, chicken nugget that gets you to buy the whole box. Not saying that yeah. the whole box is that. And I'm just sick. Like, like me, I'm against trailers, but that's me just because, like, I don't know something about trailers where, like, I, it, it is misleading. But I'm not saying like, oh, don't watch trailers because some trailers are even better than the movie. And I would hate, like, again, I, I always use this one, but this is the first Suicide Squad trailer, one of my favorite ones. Yeah. And I'd be, like, sometimes I even just go watch it just to watch the trailer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, like, and some, sometimes I'm like, I'm, I would hate, like, if, you, like, trailers are just now, like, changed because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, they avoid spoilers. Like, you know, the Avengers movies, the Spider-Man movies, they cut out some scenes to throw you off. So it's like, I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> Uh, I think that's a very weird uh, thing to do. Yeah. Also, how how bad how how bad of a movie fan are you if you're gonna have to sue? Because 
what movie fan is coming out of nowhere and being like, I got money to sue is what I think the question should be. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, I'm over here trying to pay my fucking dues for my A-list, <laughs> let alone have money to be like, hello, you sued. Like, I don't know, man. I just, uh, uh, you're like a very bad person. Not, uh, yeah, maybe, or very greedy. I don't know. Yeah. Just, you're an asshole. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I'm not going to lie. You're an asshole. Yeah, because I'm like, why are you suing for that? It's like, um, now I was going to say, like, maybe because your coffee's too hot, but, like, I don't know, man. She did get burned. It's like that one girl that just recently is suing Kraft because it takes more than three minutes, the way the box says, oh, that to cook maybe? her mac and cheese. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's more on the on the line. So stupid. I uh, get it. Um, but, yeah, yeah no. <laughs> I think that's retar- I, I think that's that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Do not do that. Do not go suing Especially, especially if if it's if it's if it's you're suing the theater, is that what I is that is that what I remember reading? Also, trailers are made by third. If I remember correctly, trailers are made by third party movies. It's not like even movie studios. My bad, not movie trailers. Uh, like like cinemas. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know why cinema. I I don't know why I I, I thought I remember seeing <laughs> AMC's are not releasing all these trailers. That's what I was like. Oh, like are you suing the 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 AMC? You're suing the actual theater. Uh. No, but yeah, they're made by a third party, so it's they like, are. I don't know, very yeah. awkward. Even like the the teaser trailers are made by a completely third party as well. It's not the same company that's also making the actual trailer. Yeah, I mean their their job is just to make to sell the movie. So yeah, yeah why not? Yeah. Um, either way, it's kind of dumb. Yeah, stupid. Uh, you ready to jump into? Um, I'm just letting you know. I'm, I'm suing Warner Brothers. Though, I'm just saying. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I'm ready to sue James Gunn. Let's do this. All right. Um, are you ready to jump into talking about the Glass Onion? Yeah. Let's jump into it. As usual, we're going to give you our spoiler-free thoughts, and then we'll jump into spoilers. Uh, this is a murder mystery, you know, so you might want to get ready to know the difference because um, you don't want this spoiled. Uh, so let's jump into it. Spoiler-free thoughts. Hoover hit me. Uh, this is a very fun movie. Um, I think <laughs> when you get characters like Batista and Catherine Hahn and or just uh, Daniel Craig himself is Blanc, uh, the detective, <laughs> you're, uh, you should get a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I think I think it is a good movie. I think it's a fun movie. I don't know if it's, if it's better than the first one. Good point. But this one did feel more fun than the first one. Yeah. Um, I will say that, um, and yeah, because I and I'm saying this because like I had to watch this movie in two parts because I had to step away for a little bit, um, but um, I came back. But I really want. I was like trying to do my best to hurry up whatever I was trying to do because I like it got me intrigued. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't keep my eyes off the screen, um, and I was very intrigued with the story and the characters and everyone. Um, and I came back to it, I finished. I'm like, yeah, but then also I'm like, that's it. And then, oh, okay. <laughs> just it left me with like okay it took a turn and then i was like i was okay with it and i still had fun with it but overall i'm like it just left me with taste I'm like was it better than the first one um and you can't help to compare it because that's all you have yeah, yeah. I, I will say this is a, probably the second the, the, i think the best murder mystery of the year maybe because you got you got a couple you got death on now and they death see how now. they run see how they run yes yes these are all good ones uh, I mean, they're all good, and they all have their own thing that you go for them for. Yeah. Uh, and they're all kind of, yeah, they're all very different. They're not all the same. They're murder mysteries, but they're not the same mm-hmm. style even. Um, 
but you got to start if you're going to have a fun murder mystery, you got to have a fun detective. And Daniel Craig is just a very fun detective. They, they, uh, yeah, no, and I like how they, they almost peel, to, to not be so on the nose, but they do peel back layers of his character mm-hmm. that uh, I like and don't like, um, for different reasons. Um, but I, I, I very much enjoy him. He, he's doing. He's doing what we love so much from the first one and bringing it here. And he died. And I think he hams it up a little bit more and it makes sense for him to ham it up the way he does. He's not so mysterious in this one as he was in the first. Um, do I like the casting? I think they're okay. Not everyone I felt was perfectly used. Um, especially when I was like really excited to be like, this is a very star stellar cast. And, not everyone gets used to their full potential, I feel. I feel like they're safe. These characters are safe in those hands. Um, Edward Norton kills it. It looks like Edward Norton's just having fun, which is something that I don't think I've ever seen Edward Norton play a character like. <laughs> it's weird because, uh, I mean, this this movie overall looks like a fun cast, mm-hmm. but Edward Norton, if I remember correctly, is kind of a douchebag. He's been We're reported not like, hard to work with. Yeah, hard to work many with. Many times. Um, so I'm like, I wonder how he was. How he was. And that's what I'm saying. Like, he looks like he's having fun. And I don't know if that's just him being a great actor, but it just, he looks like he's enjoying himself. And I don't think I've ever seen him play a character that just looks like he's enjoying the world he's living in. He's always the bad guy. He's always this kind of gruffy, kind of asshole character. Um, But, I mean, I, I, I like it. And I like how this movie works. It's not... It's not point A to point B to point C, and then the story lays out along with the murder of the mystery and, and all that. Um, it almost kind of does a Tarantino move of of um, out-of-order storytelling. I, I forget the word for that is. I forget what it is. Non-linear. Non-linear storytelling. Thank you very much. I, I don't know why I forgot that. Um where is it, it, it takes it to a certain point and then it rewinds itself and it tells you a different point of view. Not so much of a spoiler, but it is a way of this movie decides to tell its story. I think it works, and I think it works so much well because of the fact that we are, we are expecting, you know, the movie to possibly lay out this way because we know about the first one. Um, did you like that part of the the, the story? I didn't mind it. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was just having, like I said, I was just having fun watching it. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't like, and I knew not everyone was going to be used. Like not probably not correctly, but I think it's just because like they're big names, and so like they for the little screen time they have, it's like uh like that. Well, that's I mean that's maybe how you think like misused because like the big name mm-hmm. in the small part. But I like for me, I just enjoyed everyone's character because they did their job, and. um yeah, it was just fun, and I was just getting excited. I just like I want to see where this goes. Like I wasn't even trying to guess really who it was or what happens. I'm just like, oh, oh, okay, okay. So that character's doing this now, All right, cool. cool. Mm-hmm. And so I was just involved, and I didn't really mind the non-linear part of it. Uh, so yeah, I had fun with it. Over, I'm like, like again, I'm just, yeah, it was a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to grade it? Do you want more to say, or you want to jump into spoilers already? Uh, I'll give it a B. I give it. I'm giving it a B as well. Yeah, I, I do give it a B because um, it doesn't do anything to like. This is amazing work, but also it's not like it is mid. Not, yeah, it, it's it's not as tight as the first one is. I think, and the the very loose you know feel of it all. I think it kind of 
make you kind of go, this is not what I wanted from this movie. But it needs to be at least loose enough to kind of play around with these new characters. Um, so for that, I'm giving it a B. I'm giving it a B. Um, you want to jump into spoilers? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's jump into spoilers. Uh, as usual, we're going to jump into spoilers, and we are going to spoil the heck out of this movie. Uh, so be warned. Be prepared. Jump out. Go watch it. It's on Netflix right now, so everybody's got Netflix. Um, if not, go watch it in theaters. Come back and enjoy it. Um, let's jump into the spoilers. Hoover, give us our countdown. Uh, so if you want, if you don't want this movie spoiled, uh, get out of here in three, two, one. You've been warned. Um, so I don't know where to start. <laughs> Just let's let's tackle let's tackle um, let's tackle Benoit Blanc. Um, probably the the meat and potatoes. Or he's more of like the the the. He's more of like the potatoes of this 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 movie because there is a whole murder mystery in it uh, that it's more of the meat. Uh, let's talk about his character and what we've kind of come more to know. Did you what? What did you like? Just not like. Uh, I just like how this one felt a little bit more laid back. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, yeah, I like how even it was uh, set in during COVID. And I do like how we just see him playing among us of all these stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just it's just fun to watch. Um, and yeah, I'm like, oh man, oh, ben, like I'm thinking with like the other guys is like, oh Benoit Blanc should be the best among us car- uh, player. Mm-hmm. He's like the worst. I I, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> that was just fun to watch. And he's like, what what just happened here? <laughs> just- so I get caught and the game just ends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was just that was just a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do like uh, I don't know. I just felt like he was on vacation. Yeah, because I felt like he wasn't really on edge. I felt like the first one he's like, well, the thing happened already, so I'm have to be in the game, like you know, mm-hmm. focused. And uh, but this one just, I mean, I don't really, to be honest, I don't really remember Knives Out. I should have watched it, but I just remember him being more like kind of stern and mysterious. He 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 does play a very uh, a separated from the from the the family kind of character. He does not dive so far into the characters as much as he does this one. You know, he doesn't put himself so far into the game of it all. Um, and I, I don't know, like I, I can understand why he is the way he is in this whole movie. Now in this one, you know, he hams it up. He plays around with these, these people's expectations of him and and why he's there and and honestly he's there at first you expect it to be he's he's kind of there as as a accident if you will um, no one really understands why he's there and so like I I kind of liked how much he hams it up um, but I don't know like I kind of wanted to have maybe him be still a little bit a little separated from everybody like. I don't know. Like I think he couldn't because he's he's with the character Janelle Monet. Mm-hmm. So like he kind of has to be in there. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. Yeah, it, it, he's he's this movie. I think corners him into a, a acting a specific way where I was just kind of like, I'm not a big fan of him being so in you know the trenches with everybody and a part of the murder mystery. You know, it almost kind of makes him feel a little unnecessary in some way, especially with the way this movie kind of unravels at the end. You know, he doesn't really have the opportunity to solve the case and it and it work out. I think it's because we're also following more, um, well, Janelle, 
more than anything. Yeah, I understand so that. He's, he's just she's he's just there. That's what I'm saying. Like I I I I think what I'm I I think I guess the main thing that I'm trying to say is that I don't think this necessarily needs to be Benoit Blanc's connection to this a knives out world. Uh-huh. I think this could have just been another murder mystery kind of setup. I yeah, it could have, but I think then like you um you kind of get like because okay, a murder mystery is kind of like we already kind of know what's in our murder mystery. So I think this was like it's not the I, mean, I don't know if it's the best way, but I think it was a refreshing way because it didn't feel like your ordinary murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Like your detective is not the one trying to find out any everything. He's he's um he's just kind of even more working just it from the inside out. Yeah, yeah, he's just trying to assist the person that's trying to get the mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of like this. I kind of like that he's not technically the main character and i like he just gets this other view we get a other view of him because i think it would have been and it could get re- repetitive i don't know how many movies they're going to do mm-hmm. it could get repetitive if they have the same style and the same kind of thing mm-hmm. so i don't know that was me yeah mm. i guess yeah i don't know i like i, I am, i'm here for it this is my like third time also watching this movie you like, watched it three times take it easy okay i i, I know that was how you're gonna react uh so i watched Jesus this Christ. I, I ran through the first time watching it I, I had like 20 minutes left and then i had to stop i had to take care of some stuff and i was like i'm gonna come back to it and i was like you know what this this movie honestly gives it needs to be done from the beginning again let's watch it from the beginning i got through maybe about a good hour into it and then i was like i have to stop it like need to stop Third time around, I watched the entire thing through, full on, came to the end. So I, I think, if anything, for me, when I'm watching it, I think on first viewing, his character really works. Mm-hmm. And I think if, you know, this is my bad that I think I watched it a little too many times. I think what you should have done is just watch the second half and then have the full viewing. See, I wanted to do that. I was going to do that. And and I and I honestly I tried. I got 5 minutes into it and I was like, I don't I don't remember everything and I think it needs to be handled one straight shot. Well, that's why you do it the second time. And that was my goal, but then I had to stop at an hour and I was just like halfway through the movie, I was like I have to stop it for for reasons. And then I was like, I guess the third time's a charm. Let's go. Um so yeah, so I, I I think for me, I think I maybe had over saturated myself, over overstimulated myself with with Ben Wablonk's, uh Southern charm, uh, to the point where I was just like, I I don't know why he's here, you know, and I don't know if maybe that's kind of where the movie can unravel if you watch it, you know, try to go back and see all the things you know that you missed. Maybe that is some kind of hinge that this movie has. Um. Yeah, I just there was times where I just kind of started asking myself, like, why is he here? Why does he necessarily have to be this detective? He doesn't have to be. That's what I yeah. In what way? Why me? Well, because then I said like it's just a plug and play. It's a murder mystery. Yes, you, like we've seen like we've seen it three times already this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like it, uh, I I think the key to murder mystery though is just like this lovable detective, or like you know you want to root for the detective. You, you don't want him being too douchey, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. He just he has to have fun too because we're following him most of the time. But uh, this one was very weird because we're not following him all the time. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so that's what I'm saying. Like you don't have to have him. Yeah. Yeah. But in this gla- glass <laughs> glass onion uh, knives universe, well, it he's, helps. He, yeah, it helps because he's a detective and we already we already know his character. Yeah, and it kind of relies on his reputation 
and kind of why he's there. Yeah, also, like, everyone knows him. Yeah, he's, he's a very big celebrity. He's a Michael Jordan of detective, <laughs> of detective skills. <laughs> yeah. Or the Sherlock Holmes, if you will. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and then Noel Holmes is another one, too. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We don't have to have him. Yeah. But, yeah, it just... It's Daniel Craig, it's, uh, and it's a Benoit Blanc. Yeah, and also is he is he in a relationship with Hugh Grant? Good. <laughs> he, there's know. a moment where like you hear him because he's sitting in the bathroom and he's just like, "Don't let Steve or whatever he he says, you know, whatever you heard from Steve, you know, is not true." And then he's like, the door knocks. Like, Can you get that? He's like, "Are you still in the bath?" Oh, I guess yeah, he is. Is he? This is uh, Blanc's domestic partner. Yeah, love that. I love that little <laughs> add to him. Um. Because I, I was like, I know that voice. And then when it swung back around and Hugh Grant just opens the door, I was like, oh, shit, Hugh Grant. <laughs> I thought it was his assistant. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I love that about him. It, it, it matches with him, I, I think. Um, him, and, him and Hugh Grant would be lovely to see more of. Um, so, yeah, I, I like what, like, I like the extra layers that they give to, to Ben Wamblock in some ways. Otherwise, maybe I just need to to kind of give it a rest, and then maybe come back at it with a fresh pair of eyes. Because yeah, if you watch the intro like, or at least the first hour three times. Yes, so that, I did. Like, you're you're gonna have to be like, well, like you're gonna have that thought of like, why does it matter? I I want let's come on, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna yeah, have that feeling. I, I, maybe that is what I'm feeling. So maybe I'll report back next time, and how I felt about him. Um, let's jump over to some of these, uh, some, some of these characters. Uh, we have Catherine Hahn. Uh, we have, um, Dave Batista, Dave Batista, Leslie Odom Jr. Um, Kate Hudson, Kate Hudson Jessica Henwick, uh, all these under Klein. I'm sorry. Madeline Klein. Madeline Klein. She's whiskey. Madeline Klein. That's right. My bad. And then, um, uh, they're all kind of like these underlings of, of this tech, Business mogul guy, um, Miles. What's his last name? Miles Braun. Miles Braun, played by by Edward uh, Norton. Edward Norton. Um, what did you think about them? The them, them crew of underlings. Oh, they're douchebags. They're, <laughs> they're douchebags. They're all douchebags. <laughs> See, I would hate to be in that friend group. I'm just saying. Uh, I think I guess Duke was probably the best one because he's like the. He, least douche? I don't know. I love his his opening. It's <laughs> boobs are fun. Let's be honest. Boobs. Are fun. <laughs> I like my boobs. Oops. Sorry, fem- yeah. Sorry, feminists. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a it's so low hanging fruit, and yet feels so like relevant. <laughs> it's so it, fun to hear. It was. It was a f- well. My favorite line was uh, Duke. Don't dance with pineapple. Duke, don't dance with pineapple. Which was a big clue. In the- <laughs> At the end of it, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that just—I was just funny. Like, dude, don't dance with pineapple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just started imagining Batista dancing with a pineapple. That's <laughs> what happened in my mind. Um, I think I like, but you got to say um, you, you're going to have your stock characters, you're mm-hmm. gonna, um, and then they're going to have minimal roles and what they can do when they're because we got to keep moving. We got to go see everyone through this movie. Uh, but I think everyone did their job. Um, yeah, and I liked everyone, <laughs> even though they're douchey. They're douchey in their own ways where I'm like, yeah, this works. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Kate Hudson is doing amazing work. She's, uh, she's birdie, right? She's birdie. Yeah, no, she, yeah. She, 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 <laughs> she, she, she tapped into something that was just like, I remember, I remember you from uh, Almost Famous. Like, I, I, she tapped back into that old, 
you've never seen Old Miss Famous? No, but uh, mm-hmm. no, but uh, like I it was, I was just like remember her, her uh, performance. That's why I was like saying she's so dumb. I I love it. Like, she 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 she's she's captivating watching her perform. No, oh, yeah, because like, and especially uh, I don't know how improvised or anything, but the writing and their lines is like what made Birdie so much fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, the sweatshop. Uh, <laughs> You did not think that sweatshops were where they make sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, so, I'm like, because I would never think of that. Yeah. You know, I would never, I'm like, because I'm like, okay, this is obviously going to be a punchline to something. Yeah. I wasn't, I'm like, where's this going to go? And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot she makes sweats. Y- yeah. And then <laughs> the sweatshop. I, so I think what this movie does really nicely with their characters is that, you know, maybe they don't, they don't take the time to maybe show their acting capability. Mm-hmm. But it does show you a lot of their flaws and where they could be manipulated. And that's what this movie does really nicely with these other characters. And they're not just there to be, you know, pawns in this overall game. They really do the work to kind of show you, you know, yes, they're assholes, but they're also assholes specifically for these reasons. And here is why and how they can get used in this overall game. I like that about them. That was really fun to, to see in the movie. Um... I, I, as a group of friends, I would not want to hang out with them. Like, I, no, just like even before whatever we find out, even the beginning, I'm just like, no, I don't like this group. I, Specifically, I was with them with like, oh yeah, at first we didn't even like Edward Norton. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> just like, yeah, it's like you know when they're doing the flashbacks, it's like um, Janelle Monae's brings him into the friend group. Like, yeah, no one liked him in the beginning. He's got his ponytail. No one likes him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's jump over to to Edward Norton's character. Um, fuck, man, where do how do we unravel him? Man? He's he's so much fun and yet so like annoying at the same time. Yeah, I'm like like even uh, Blanc at the end. He's like saying he's just using words that uh, do not exist. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't know because I'm like, uh, yeah, that sounds Inbreviate. like word. Yeah, um, I think he's. I think okay. I'm not gonna. This cast works. I'm not saying like. They're the only ones that could have done it, but I think I'm glad because they all pulled out. Like, yeah, I see them as that character, mm-hmm. um, and he, I see them as this character, like this Elon Musk meets I don't know Trump. I don't know. Like, it's just he's so yeah douchey, yeah. <laughs> just, um, and uh, he thinks, and then now thinking like, like oh, he has to be smart, but then like Blanc finds like no, he's very stupid. Yeah. <laughs> just, he, he, so I'm wondering he, how did he help all these people. Cause Money, like yeah, like in like flashback, like oh he, I mean yeah, I guess so. Like oh yeah, the uh, she's now a mayor or something, or now she's not. It's low government, but yeah. she still got into office somehow. Oh now Duke has his business and whatever, blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, but I, like you should have thought of it too, because in the beginning he's like um Leslie Odom Jr.'s character is like, well we got well it was in the beginning or in the end. Which part? When um, I guess they're faxing him ideas, and they're like, "No, but we gotta listen to him because he gave us the idea for like child equals NFT or whatever." Yeah, it's the beginning. Yeah, it's the beginning. Yeah, so we gotta like listen to him, and I'm like, "Yeah, that should have been like the first clue that he's not." Like, there, it's just such ramblings that you're just like, "Does it make sense, or is it just bullshit that he's?" What is is this? What am I supposed to make out of this? Like, is he is yeah? Does he have something here, or is he just like a squirrel that could find a nut in the middle of the night? It reminds me of. Zendaya was it smart water I forget what but she has a water commercial and then uh, she's like Zendaya what do you think we should do like they're making a movie and she's just like twirling here's like a oh, plot twist gotcha it's like, <laughs> 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 uh, 
it's, it's stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that I'm like, but like, yeah, you're just taking like, oh, I guess he's smart. You, I mean, he has his company, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, no, he's just so rightful to hate. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, when um, even towards the end when he burns a napkin, I'm like, oh, you douchebag! Like, yeah. He, I'm like, damn. There's something about Edward Norton that he just plays Weasley so well, um, and I think you know. Like you said, you know, I don't know if everybody could have been the only person to play that character, but definitely Edward Norton is the person to play this character uh, because he's just so he's just so douchey. He's weaselly, and at the same time, there's something about him that you kind of like. You understand how he could kind of get you to do stuff. Also, I don't. I I say this often, but I I know, and I didn't even notice until this movie, but he. Edward Norton kind of has a, a punchable face. <laughs> just like he kind of does. <laughs> just he does. Like, I don't know. Um, I mean, because I think I've just liked his acting where I, I kind of ignored it. Mm-hmm. But I think because he's in this role, like, no, yeah, I want to punch you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, uh, and then at first, I was kind of like, maybe, um, maybe the twin sister that died, like, maybe she did commit suicide because, like, that is horrible. Like, all your friends going against you mm-hmm. and lying. And when they know the truth, and then, like, now your whole career is real. Like, maybe she did. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, yeah, it's, it's not that case. Yeah. But, like, no, yeah, just, yeah, his character's awful. His character's <laughs> In all the right ways, I guess, because he did his job. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. Uh, What's her name? Uh, Let's let's talk about, uh, uh, fuck, what's her, what's her real name? Catherine Hahn. No, no, no. Uh, is it Jessica Monet? Janelle. Janelle Monet, my bad. Uh, tackling her and a little bit of this this murder mystery. Um, I I very much like the way that they kind of add this twist of of identical twin to to the equation. Um, when you first watch it through, you're not quite sure who this person is, and then they just I don't know where it gets shot, and you're like, oh shit, what the fuck. Um, the movie does a very nice way of hiding it the first time you're watching it, but at the same time leaving you just the ever so slightly clues as that this might be someone completely different. Um, the fact that she has her hair all wrapped up, if you kind of see you can see that it's not the blonde hair. Uh, Blanc, you know, I don't know where calls her Helen right before you find out that, before it reverses and it shows you the story. Something I didn't catch the first time. Kind of glad I watched it three times now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. What did you think about her character and playing this double role? I liked it because um, I mean, we only get to see the sister for a little bit mm-hmm. flashbacks, but you could tell in those little instances, like uh, how she talks and handles herself, is like there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that she made it a difference, and uh, especially I like that they made her like a southern girl. So like we definitely know <laughs> which one's which. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, and then I don't know they both added a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do I do like she added like these little differences where we could tell who's who at the moment and we could follow um, since she's playing both roles. Yeah. Um, and after that, I just I just I felt I I was with her. I I, re- I was really feeling emotions because um, I'm now remembering like when she's like, "You took away that my whole career from me. Do you know what that even means?" Mm-hmm. And then not knowing now knowing that it wasn't. Like this vengeful person, it was her sister saying that. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, damn. <laughs> just like, uh, and then just like, yeah, the disruptors. What kind of douchey name is that? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, we disrupt the, the thing, man. I'm like, society. Oh, shut up, man. <laughs> just shut up. Uh, like, I was with her, like, yeah, they're stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're all dumb, and I hate them. I'm like, yeah, I was, I, I was with your sister. Um, <laughs> And I was with her. I, I was I was kind of cool, and I like the chemistry that she has with Blanc. Mm-hmm. Kind of has this bond they kind of make. Yeah. And then I even like how Blanc's like, "Hey man, I just we're gonna need to remind you, I can't protect you." Yes. Yes. I'm not a bodyguard. I'm a detective. Ah, such such clear like explanation right up in the front. Um, I there was a moment where when I saw her get shot, I was I was scared. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like they just kind of capped this girl, and and now it's like a now it's a real murder mystery situation. And when it swings back around and tells you, you know, oh no, 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 this is the sister, you know, doing this. At that point, I was just like, I don't know if I'm on Blanc's side now. How so? Because he almost kind of it it almost sets it up to feel like is Blanc doing the right thing, or is he kind of like like kind of almost like pushing her to do something that he knows is dangerous because he wants the hunt. Okay, I wasn't with you until you said the hunt. So I'm like, oh, yeah, because he has been wanting a... He wants a good case. Yeah. And this is a good case. And he sees the dangers in it, especially putting her in a position of one of these people knows who killed the sister and knows the sister's dead, and now she's just going to show up somehow alive. And I was just kind of like, am I on Blanc's side for this? And it's something that I don't think they tap into, but if you're paying attention, you almost could kind of catch that feeling in your gut. You're just like, did Blanc get her murdered? And now he just kind of like, he's going to have to talk his way out of this? I was going to say, yeah, I'm like, dude, and then... uh Looking at the flashbacks, I'm like, no way. So she's really dead? Mm-hmm. Like, damn, both sisters are now dead by the same guy? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and no, but going back to your thing, though, um, I don't know, because then I'm thinking, okay, from what I'm remembering, I don't think he was in the I need a hunt until after, no? No, 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 because like, remember, or, he's in the bathtub, and they're trying to play the, the, the oh, no, yeah. what's it called? And he's just like, I need a good cakes, like. These games don't do anything for me. I, I need something that kind of really challenges me. And then they set it up like, there's someone here with a box. And oh, he yeah. kind of like does like the hmm kind of face. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, when I started, when I saw that the second time coming around, I was just like, huh, I wonder if I'm, if I am on block side right now. Because I don't think he was pushing her. Because he says like, hey, I'm down to help you, but just, I'm, I'm not a bodyguard. So, like, and that's I, and the thing it, is that he kind of positions her like you know this is this is worth going down yeah but you know my jurisdiction is is limited and on top of that I am not a bodyguard I am here to do investigations mm-hmm. that is it and so, but maybe there's danger here I don't want to say you got to do it yeah but it's mildly worth it maybe you know and so that was kind of was just like he kind of almost tricks her into going not really. Not really, but I just but like, like at first I was kind of yeah, like he yeah. kind of it feels like he's tricking her into going uh, just personally for himself, um, which is something that was interesting because it kind of swings around and almost he almost kind of lays that information to Miles when he's like, "You bring all these people around, and you're kind of giving putting the thought of murder in their heads, 
that's dangerous. That's playing with fire. And I was like, but you kind of did that to her, though. I was like, come on, Blanca, what's going to happen here? But for them to finally come out and be like, no, she, the book stopped the bullet. No, yeah. I was like, oh. Actually, and I was going to say, uh, I want to talk about how they, the this movie's layered. Yeah. Because I kind of, I do like, I kind of like how this movie um, just, at first it kind of gives you the, char- okay, let's give you guys all the characters, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like there are little things to them. Um, and then we get to see them party a little bit. But then, um, especially like Whiskey with, with Edward Norton, I'm like, what the heck? They're like in the front of like Batista. Like Batista's just like. He, he seems a little like what the heck is that like yeah but like he has nothing to say so it's like what, what is this relationship does he know or does he just kind of turn a blind eye like yeah. you're not quite sure and i like how um yeah so i kind of like this format that it was non-linear because like at first it gives you like the first half we'll give you segments of what we want you to see mm-hmm. um because then later on we see because then especially when he runs and when he sees them kind of fooling around mm-hmm. and, then, <laughs> and then uh blonde behind him but you see just you see Batista just like, like he looks like, upset like he's he's caught them in like, the act. Yeah, he's getting mad and you see him flexing just like Yeah. Just like uh so like you're like, oh, oh and of and of course he's upset like in our view, he's like, Of course he's upset because his girl's like cheating on him. Yeah, cheating on him. But we don't know it's cause <laughs> until later on that it's for a different reason. Yeah, he, she's making fun of him, right? Yeah. And that's what he's upset that, about. And then he's like, Ah, I don't want him in yeah, I don't want him in my thing. Yeah. So he's kind of just he's uh bashing on him and he doesn't want he's not approving and because batista set this whole thing up too yeah yeah <laughs> so it's just funny I'm like damn um and then you get to see all the other characters and then we get to uh, and then i like it i like these kind of things because i we i like to see the other side of what was happening mm-hmm. or like oh like even when that's uh since we're in that scene like when batista hears like something behind him it's because mm-hmm. uh it's because janelle was like running across and she steps on something yeah uh, so I, I kind of like this other view of what was happening and where. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I just I really like the style of because uh, me I don't care like I I um I think that's one of my favorite kind of ways to tell a story is just to see the different view of something. Yeah, like one of my favorite Simpsons episodes is like um I think it's like three stories or something where it keeps replaying the same episode, but in a different view. Is it the Who Shot Mister Burns episode? No, 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 no. no. Um, it's um Lisa's trying like late to school. Um, she makes this little robot, and then Homer makes him drink beer. Um, and then the other way, and then the other thing is like Bart is with Millhouse, and he has like firecrackers. And then I forget what Homer's trying to do. Oh, it's when Homer cuts off his thumb. Uh, yeah, I remember that episode. I just don't remember it being laid out that way. Yeah, it's like um, it starts with Homer, and then it goes with Lisa, and then it goes with Bart, <laughs> and they all kind of just mash it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but either way, what I'm trying to say is I like this kind of view because I don't know it's. It's, like, it's it's amazing how they tell the same story in different ways, yeah, in a different view. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that part. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything to say? No, I, I I completely agree. the 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 way that this movie is set up, I I think it's definitely necessary because it's like um, if you already know the way a murder mystery should go, very linear, very like it, it's it is a ball unraveling as it rolls away makes it interesting to watch it and come to an end. But when we're already aware of that and we're already in the world where that has already been, you know, done before, it is nice to see that this is more of a tangled web that we're all trying to figure out to get undone. It's like when uh everyone had wired headphones and you're trying to untangle the wire. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Um so to, it's for it to like really take its, you know, name seriously, the glass onion, the, the metaphor of 
something that is supposed to be densely layered and yet at the same time is very hollow, very see-through, very, you know, easily farcical. And on top of that, you know, to go the opposite way where it's like this, this, the story itself feels very, you know, simple and it feels very, you know, see-through. Nothing really is there supporting it, but then you unlayer it and to find more to it. I love how much it really actually handles the theme of a onion and, and, and really takes that honestly to heart completely in multiple ways than one. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> what was I going to say? Damn. I forgot. I don't know what you're going to say. I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> um, one thing I was kind of wondering is, is how I, one thing I kind of felt a little bit, you know, when handling the actual murder mystery of it all, because everything feels a little bit like the murder itself of Andy's sister or Andy herself. Oh, okay. This is going to be a little confusing. Cassandra brand, uh, because the person that we see right now is Helen brand. Um, the murder itself of Cassandra Brand is not really the main focus of this movie. It is actually the undoing uh, and this letter that, that they're trying to find. Um, I was kind of wondering, you know, how much is Blanc actually solving? We find out that everybody has reasons to kill, you know, Miles Braun, but no one really has necessary reason to kill Cassandra. There's reasons to maybe, you know, cover her up because they want that leather, that letter and they want to, you know, give it to Miles to kind of look like a nice lapdog. But I just kind of wanted to know, like, you know, how much of his detective skills are actually telling the actual truth here? Because it almost kind of feels like here is my big spin of web to also buy time. But here's what I'm going to say happened. No one really ever says that it didn't happen. But at the same time, it almost kind of pushes that story aside and goes like, that's not even important. What's important is this letter and bringing down, you know, Miles himself. And so I was just kind of like, how much of his story is actually true? Do you think that there's some truth in how he solved this case? Oh, yeah, because, um, I mean, he kind of he kind of tells you how he, he so it's because um, when we get introduced to him, we're thinking, oh, this is brand new. Everything's brand new to him. What we don't know is. In the flashbacks we start now, he's known this for a while now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's probably probably like trying to put things together. Mm-hmm. And then now he that he's introduced, he's like, okay, let me see which one's. Oh, okay. So this one's related to that one and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now he sees it unraveling. And then you, we kind of see how fast he could get stuff. Just because like in the little game that Aaron Norton put, he just like solves it in like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, you know. So it's like. So I think he really has the theories, and then now seeing the people together and seeing what he's seen, he's like, okay, maybe I could. Okay, so this makes sense if this one happens here and that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so yeah. Also, uh, I never thought of it, but like it's okay if I just thought of it. Off, I guess going a little off topic, but going back to it, like, well, it's okay. He's not the main character because it's like a glass onion, a knives out mystery. Mm-hmm. Where I think if it was a knives out mystery or like knives out two, I'm like, oh yeah, he'd probably be front and center. So, but yeah. this one's like a step back because. Not technically. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, I don't know. I just thought of it. But either way, uh, I think it's true because everyone just doesn't, they don't, like, they don't say it's untrue. Mm -hmm. They don't say it's true. So I think everyone just, like, knows, like, okay, that's, he's saying exactly what's happening. Yeah. 
Interesting. But again, like again, because then again, going back to the murder mystery outline, okay, we're going to introduce all the characters. Then there's going to be a murder uh, somewhere in the like we oh we caught you, but it's not really them. Mm-hmm. And then, the twist. Yeah, there's a twist, and there's another murder, perhaps. Yeah. And then of course we're going to have the final like. Uh, okay, oh, so let let me tell you all the reasons <laughs> you could have done it and whatever. So that was his moment. Mm-hmm. Also, to stall time. Just stall time. And th- th- I think that's kind of where I was just like, you know, is he just stalling time? Is he really actually solving anything? And I think I would have wanted to have maybe gotten a def- definition of like, this is exactly what happens. And I think this is where it falls apart for me. I think the ending falls apart for me. It does for me too. Um, just because I don't feel... Satisfied. Oh, it doesn't feel satisfying because it doesn't feel like a satisfying win. No. Like, it just doesn't... Like, are you agreeing with me or are you saying no? Like, no, like, I, I agree. Like, it, yeah, yeah. it doesn't. It, it, it almost chooses chaos over order. Because um, so he burns a napkin. The whole thing was a napkin. Yeah. So then now the bat napkin's burnt. Um, then the win is that he proved that his gas doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I guess. His whole yeah. glass onion island is being run off this hydrogen fuel. Yeah. And by setting a fire, it basically blows everything up. Yeah, but I'm um, like, well, what does that solve? Like, I guess it just ruins him, really. But, like, it doesn't feel like the sister got what she wanted. Exactly. The other characters are not totally redeemed because they still lied. Mm-hmm. And then, wait, like, it, like in courts, I would have been like, wait, weren't you on this guy's side? Now you're against him? Yeah. I don't know. It just felt like it's so unsatisfying for me. Uh and the last layer wasn't the last layer I liked, I guess. I don't know. Because I'm trying to just go back to the onion metaphor. Yeah. I, I <laughs> just, think it's 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 hard, like we say, comparing this to the original movie. If you compare the endings, at least, you know, yes, everybody is unredeemed in that movie as well. You know, they are all still kind of heartless bastards, really shitty family to each other. Um, but there is a specific, like, you know, this per- good triumph over evil kind of situation. Whereas this movie doesn't take that route. It, it almost kind of leaves so many loose ends where you're just like, but really, when once they get off this island, does everybody go back to, does everybody stay true to what they say? Because they have everybody's moments of like, hey, I saw him burn the, the original, you know, napkin. Oh, hey, I saw him take uh, Dave Batista's gun. I saw him do this. I saw yeah. him do that. They almost kind of have their moments of possible redemption. But they never say, like, you know, this is what happens. You don't see that happen. Um, and so it kind of almost makes me wonder. Because it's like, yeah, like, once everybody... Because everybody has ties to him that they can go to jail as well. They can yeah. go to prison. Mm-hmm. Or they can lose their lives he, as as easily as he did. He could easily go, uh, oh, I'm, if I'm going down, I'm taking you guys with me. Very yeah. much so. so. It's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know where the win is, really. And it doesn't feel that. And maybe, I don't know, maybe we're both stupid. But I don't know. That, that's how I felt. Like, that's why I gave it a B, because I didn't give it a satisfying ending. Yeah. Because I was, I was all with it. Like, I was cool with the flashbacks. I was cool with, like, all the characters. I was actually even sad that Batista died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then we got to kind of flashbacks. I'm like, okay, it kind of evened out. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I just like, damn. Um, I, I think what this movie does is it, it chooses metaphor and and theme over... You know, proper story etiquette, I would say. Um, you know, giving us a, a very solid first act, third act, you know, conclusion. And and making it feel like what we went on was worth the while once we get to this end. 
this one almost kind of decides to go, you know, let's let's take on some characters' themes, let's take on characters' goals, and really make those the ending. And I don't know if it worked for me. I don't think it works. Because of the whole, like, the swing around of her going, you know, she burns down his whole entire place, his whole island. And then on top of that, the last big FU is her opening the Mona Lisa and completely just destroying it. And, yeah, and I'm like, ooh, that kind of ruins... Uh, what's his face? Braun, but like Miles Braun, but like also we just lost the Mona Lisa. <laughs> we just lost also, the Mona Lisa, yeah. yeah. And then also I didn't like that whole uh, glass breaking. I'm like, okay, where's this leading to? And it took a little too long. It too. takes a little too long. Yeah. And then uh, I didn't like the yeah, fifth there, fight the pound. Like, what I was a little cringy for me. I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. What I wasn't quite sure of, and I would love to have maybe have found out this a little bit more, was is those. You know, glass like sculptures are those the the hydrogen crystals. You know, are those somehow being what's it called? Because if her smashing it, then yes, she's smashing it, sets yeah. fire, and all those get caught up in a flame. Oh, yeah, but it never really explains that. They have a very long moment where everyone's smashing shit, and it never explains why. It's just a moment of catharsis. 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 I don't, I don't know, even man. know if that's a word. Uh, Embraced. Um. But yeah, we, we she opens up the Mona Lisa, burns to shit, and then the swing around of going, you know, like, congratulations, you know, Miles, you are you will now be recognized in the same breath of the Mona Lisa, because he it's his thing that destroyed it. Yeah, and I was just like, ah, fun, yes. But wait, why does this end though? Like, <laughs> like I immediately caught myself going, like, that was fun. But was that it? Do we yeah, go do, through all this for a punchline? Do, do you? Re- that and also, I don't know, do, do you clear your sister's name? No. Because she's still now like, oh, yeah, she, no, she's still, I don't know, she still has <laughs> that, her name is still like in. It's still a suicide. There's no fault. Well, no, well, I think, yeah, okay, yeah, because um, they never wound back to it, but I feel like if everyone uh, confesses their thing, they're probably going to confess for the other thing. I don't know, but that's another thing, too. They We never see what actually happens, so we yeah. just like left in uh we're assuming it could happen. And I don't know how how solid the other people's testimonies would be if they go to court because they've already purged themselves yeah. before. So it's like, are they really going to accept their what they're saying as truth? They would, but they probably all just go to jail. But I'm saying as the fact that one of them goes, oh, I saw him leaving Andy's house before her death or after her death. And it's like, what well, does that hold up in court? Is that really going to have any kind of well, closure for the system? I mean, well, because like, because well, they kind of did the same thing with the napkin. They don't have proof, but they're just all testimonies. True, but at, at on a first roundabout, yeah, that was all supposedly truth. But they, it's not. It's lying in court to swing back around and go, "Hey, everything we said before in that old, you know, court testimony is a lie." It's like, okay, well, now you've already confirmed that you've perjured yourself. Then does everything hold up now? And when one of those things is the death of, you know, giving reason that Miles killed the sister. Does it hold up? I don't think so, and that's why I think like this movie kind of does. I think so because you're still getting sent to jail or and getting fined and everything. So why would you confess and do all that? No one wants to go to uh, prison. No, I I understand. I, I okay. I'm a little confused on what you're saying. Well, because okay, since there the so the penalty for like confessing when you're when you're like lying because mm-hmm. you're under oath is you get you get sent to like prison. You get prison time. You get prison time. Yeah. Fined and everything. So like in court, I would say, well, why would yeah, they might be lying, but also why would they send their some some sentence or some 
sentenced themselves to like jail time and prison time. I think once the story of everybody's involvement in this, because and they'll probably have a- emails and facts and everything. Yeah, they do. And and I think one thing that 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 you I don't think catch right away is that um, Lionel signed off on this already. He signed off on 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 him. I think you know at least going into test runs and and ha- and and whether or not he was going to Lionel Lionel the the scientist guy Leslie Odom Jr. Oh, okay. Um, he says to to Catherine Hahn when they're in the pool, you know, oh, I signed off on this on these plants to to. To, to test this this new hydrogen fuel. And she says the same thing. You know, oh, I gave him my my, my okay as a councilwoman um, or whatever she is, backing him, basically. And so I was just like, so there are, you know, once this gets out, they're going to see their names on all these documents. They're going to jail, you yeah. know. Um, but, yeah, no, I think what I was just saying is it's like the closure for her sister. Oh, no, but, it's yeah. It's not there. No, well, I agree with you. Yeah. Well, well, I was trying to tell you because, like, well, how? Because you kept saying, "Oh, how will the, how will this hold up in court?" That's what I was saying. Their testimony, I mean. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying, and I'm telling you. I'm telling you, why would they confess if they're going to prison time? That would. That's why it would hold up. Oh, okay. I see. They have no reason to lie. Yeah, because like, I meant yeah. the, how? How would the court see it? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they're, that's how I would defend it. Like, well, yeah, like, why would they confess to something they're going to get in trouble for? Well, I, <laughs> this is going about a long ways. I, I think. I think what I'm saying is that that they're they, if they were to tell the truth in court now, they're going to show that they lied before. Yeah, they're going to I'm jail saying, for that. But they have a penalty for it. They do. That's what I'm saying. Get <laughs> it. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Hold on. I'm so, Hold on. Let me do the math. Either way, I think you are correct. I think you were correct. So yeah, then I it's guess like, I'm yeah, telling you, it's like why would like I don't know if I stole a cookie and then my mom's gonna spank me. I would confess, and then I got off away with it. Why would I go and get spanked anyways? Because then they find out that you lied. <laughs> yeah, but I still get the penalty. But then, the, how does she know that you didn't steal two cookies? Because either way, we're going off. That's like, what I'm saying. No, no, no. I'm, no, because I'm just saying we're spending too much time on this yeah, thing. You're right, you're I, don't, right. I don't give a fuck about this conversation anymore. I was just trying to prove. Now I'm just giving my reasoning, my simple reasoning, why it would hold up. I think I, I just was just saying that like, it's there's too many loose ends at the end of this 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 ending. Either way, that's what I'm saying too. No, I, I agree, and then I just I think I'm elaborating a little too much into it. Uh, I am peeling back more layers of this onion that's I think not necessary. They should have showed a montage of what would ha- what's happening after. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, maybe they get sent to jail, maybe whatever. Even a Duke's funeral, <laughs> just say Duke is dead and his body is burnt. And I will like, s- no one brings Duke's body out. And I will say though, I I will say uh, I wanted. Uh, I know we didn't cover everyone, but I want, I want to give a shout out to Batista because I feel out of the wrestlers, I feel I'm not sure if he's doing his homework because I think The Rock and John Cena and ever, all the other wrestlers are doing pretty well. But I feel for him, like he kind of, like I feel like him putting the effort into it. He is doing, oh, I, he, you know what I'm going to say? Yeah, he is doing more than 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 the norm for wrestlers. Because I will, because, okay, for me, I'm a wrestling fan, so I know how their characters were. So John mm-hmm. Cena's kind of almost playing his, himself all the time. The Rock's definitely playing himself all the time. Well, his character is The Rock and John Cena, whatever. Yeah. But Batista, if you watch his wrestling, his his character was just to, like, demolish people, and he didn't really have a 
he had his funny moments, but he he wasn't like the funny character. Yeah, he wasn't cracking jokes all the time. He was just like, "I'm gonna kick your ass." Mm-hmm. So for me to see him, it do is like yeah, he probably does the same thing for his comedy, but it works. I think it works. And then yeah, he's he keeps and he keeps getting casted as a meathead, but like he's a big guy. He's like, a big guy, but he he does do his his time where he goes, yeah, he's a meathead, but let's see like how far he's willing to go as a as an actual character. Yeah, even in this and one, he does he, the work. And then even in this one, he's just like yeah, he's a party guy, the muscle guy, whatever. But then he's like you see him, he's like he wants to be treated as a business guy. And then he gets angry because he's like, what the heck is that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, he kind of, he's not like John Cena and The Rock where, like, I don't think, because hmm, I was going to say, they kind of work as main characters, but I don't know if Batista could be the main character. I I, I don't think. Because I'm thinking about it, I've only seen him one as, he's like the main, but even then he was like shared screen time in the Army of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's but he, see, he works he works at hell like like a minor character, and I think that's like where Blade he, Runner. I think that's where he, this one Guardians. He, yeah, I think that's where he works. And not to say that he couldn't handle yeah, um, you know, being the main character of something. But I think where, whereas you have The Rock and you have Cena, they are almost in some way you know living the eighties action star dream, where yeah they work as, as, as main action star characters. But at the same time, it's like, that is all you're doing. You know, they are, you know, they have a lot of main characters to their names, but it's all action. Dave Bautista in the other way, you, you see him doing the hard work of coming up as, you know, the, the muscle. And then he's slowly, but surely doing the hard work to develop richer acting skills. And even then, I think even uh, maybe he might be not be the best actor out of the three that we're comparing him to, but uh, I, he is picking his projects wisely. Yes, he's also he's always working with like high top people, high top directors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan mm-hmm. Johnson, um, didn't even you? Yeah, so he's always doing stuff like that. So I I, I appreciate him because like where he came from, I wasn't I w- I wouldn't think he would be a movie star. Although he was like he has a swagger to him where he's he's very cool. <laughs> he looks fun to hang out with, but like. I wouldn't expect him to be like in movies and everything, mm-hmm. especially since his wrestling. Like, yeah, he wasn't. His character was kind of stale. Yeah, if you look back on it. So yeah, out of the three, I would, I would he would be like the least one I would think. Like, oh yeah, movie guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now I just want to give a shout out to Batista. <laughs> just, hopefully, you didn't take that bad. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> I don't think so. I think we we praised him enough, man. He's doing hard work. I remember one time hearing when he he first got uh. When he got called that he he was he's got casted for for uh, for Drax, he's like oh, I broke down crying, and then I pulled myself together and immediately got myself into some acting classes. He goes because I was not gonna fuck this up. <laughs> Just, he, he's like oh, and I went hard like I did the work. <laughs> he goes it doesn't really show because I am playing very literal character kind of meathead kind of character, but it, I did it. Yeah, but I'm saying like uh, and it uh, that is a. It's not. It doesn't look like too much acting, but like again, going back to his, like he wasn't like the funny guy. Yeah. yeah. So like that is. Something. He learns comedy timing really well. Yeah. And that's not easy to do. Nope. I don't um, think he do comedy. No. Uh, and it fits him like a very very nice tight glove. Because <laughs> he's big. Okay. <laughs> his hands are too meaty. Um. Yeah. No. I. I. One character that I think that, that I that we don't always like pay. Or at least we're not paying attention to, which I really liked, and, and she's kind of in the background. Is um, I forget her name. You you mentioned her, uh, the girl that plays whiskey. 
Uh, Madeline Klein. Madeline Klein. She is doing a phenomenal job. I I was. There was hills and valleys where I was just like, I don't like this character. I I think she's fun, you know, side character funny. You know, she she has her moments where she's with, you know, Batista and and she's doing her little shtick. And I was like, I like her as kind of like the little, you know, side character for him. But then she dives deeper and I was just like, ooh, I don't know if I like her. She cheated on Batista. And then you find out that she has just another layer where it's like, it's not just that. She's almost kind of like a victim here. She She's having to do the dirty work in order to kind of get him up in ranks. And then I felt bad for her. And then she swings back around as this almost kind of like ready to take action kind of character. And I was just like, this girl does all of it in this movie. And no one is really saying anything about her performance. And I, I, I thought she looked familiar. She's from Outer Banks on Netflix. Outer Banks. Yeah, it's a show. Okay, I, I, I she looks familiar. She's Sarah Cameron. Mm, I, I would have to maybe look up more to it, but I, I don't remember Outer Banks. Um, she slightly gives me uh, Florence Pugh vibes a little bit. Okay, there's just moments where she kind of like she. I think it's that one scene where he's like. Where Blanc is giving everybody information. He's like, no, 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 wait a minute. Miles has been in Greece for the past two years. He goes, no. He gave you that necklace on your birthday, right? You're a Taurus. And she goes, I am. Like, And I was just like, I could see Flores Pugh doing this moment here. And I was just like, I, I, she kind of reminds me a little bit of her. I will say, I wish they would have. Uh, I mean, the characters are very different. But for me, like maybe something different about them. Because I, I would have confused her for Birdie for sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Uh because they almost kind of play the same character. A little bit, yeah. A so little. Like, I wish there was like a definitive, like, okay, this is Birdie, this is Whiskey. Like, I, I think that... And that, I think there is, but like for me, like sometimes I'm like, wait, who's who, what, huh? I think she plays... I, I think the, the charm of her character as you watch her grow throughout the movie is the beginning that you find her as this almost kind of ditzy, arm candy kind of character, whereas Birdie doesn't grow out of that. But whiskey does. And I think that's what I like about the fact that they are so similar at the beginning. If you're not paying attention, you you kind of miss it. I think that's what it was. Sometimes I'm, I would drift away for a little bit. But I'm like, wait, but who's talking? I would still get confused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Either way. Uh, Jessica Henwick playing Peg. Uh, I, I This is, I think, one of those characters where I was just like, ah, oh, man, I'm a little disappointed in how much they used her. Um, I thought she was going to be one of like the assholes of the friend groups. She's not. She's she's very much her, you know, she's the assistant to, to Birdie, and she doesn't really do much other than kind of keep Birdie in line. Um, I was really excited when I saw Jessica Henwick get casted. I wanted to see what they were going to do with her. She almost kind of looks like, you know, in the poster of it all, she looks like she could kind of be like one of the assholes. And I was really excited because I don't think I've ever seen Jessica Henwick play that kind of character. Um, but, no, I was a little disappointed in, in how – little she was used and what kind of character she played but overall I, I enjoyed her she was still fun um man who else i think the lamest ones were for me were Catherine hahn and leslie odom jr i mean not their performance they're just their characters they're kind the, of just yeah they're just there you almost could kind of forget about them until they become semi-important but like that's gonna happen in these kind of movies it's just two stars studied no one's gonna get a lot of screen time yeah they're gonna be disappointed because they're big names yeah yeah um yeah, no, no, makes sense. Um, 
Or I think one thing that I was. Kind of, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say I'm burnt out. <laughs> oh, one thing I was just going to real quick say, and, and I was I was wondering why. Um, the I don't know if you caught it, but there is the uh, person on the island. Oh, I, yeah, I was going to say, why is he there? <laughs> you do you notice that that's the same char- the same actor that plays the cop in the first one, right? I was going to say, I mean, I didn't notice it, but I did um, see the wikipedia page where he's like oh yeah he also plays this guy on the other one mm-hmm. but yeah i'm just like why is he okay <laughs> I, I thought he was gonna come up in something i thought he was too i there it almost kind of makes it feel like he's supposed to kind of be the you know blink and you'll miss it he's been there since the beginning kind of character because he also has that moment where he's like don't mind him he's he's going through something he's here but he's not a part of the game or whatever and i thought he was gonna swing right around and be like he is the one that actually did the killings and he's there because like he, he needs to keep an eye on him. He doesn't use him at all. And it almost kind of makes me wonder like, why use him? Like, I think it was more like a throwaway. Like, Oh, it could be that guy. Cause we don't know much about him. I think he's mostly just used for that. Cause other than that, I have no idea why he was there. Exactly. <laughs> just and like- when they don't use him, it's just kind of almost makes me wonder like, why then use him? Like I, you could still have the same also comedic, move, but just comedic, not with a different character. Also comedic relief, I guess. I guess because there is a scene where Chanel um, Monet is just going through everything, and then he's just he's like, "Hey, just sitting <laughs> just there smoking." Like, yeah, want to hang out? Oh, okay. all right. I take that as no. <laughs> um, it almost makes me wonder, kind of like, um, when you know when everything is so like you know this is obviously a world, you know we're getting here, and you know characters can bleed over, and they are the characters. I kind of almost made me want to ask, like, you know, why not just use a different character? Because I thought he was going to be the cop this entire time. I thought that's how he was going to play into it. I don't know. I think it's going to be one of those things where it's just like a callback to, like, ah, the same guy. I feel, like, I feel like that I'm now, I'm pretty sure he's going to come out in Knives Out 3. That's, that's his actor. <laughs> just, yeah, he's That just be, kind of is always in there. He's the milkman. <clears throat> just, yeah. It's <laughs> in the background. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I don't know. Either way, it was a fun movie overall. Fun movie. Uh, really shows, you know, these movies really kind of fall out of... Uh, really takes the wind out of it when you have to start explaining it. <laughs> um, but I enjoyed it. I, I For three times around, I still enjoyed it a lot. Um, does it sit high for you in your, in your ranking? I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I mean, yeah. it, dude... I've seen. Uh, I'm a. Uh, I was gonna say, but I'm, I've watched over a hundred movies, man. <laughs> it's gonna be tough. Uh huh. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Just like, I've watched over a hundred movies. <laughs> and there's so many people that I like. They're like, I've watched over 180 movies. I'm like, how? 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 Watch three movies a week. Three movies. Yeah, it works. <laughs> It's just like I got a job too. Can you guys be watching three movies a week? Three movies a week. Two, most of them are on streaming. You just go once out. I think that is true. <laughs> and they, even if you're like, I don't have time, most of them will come back on streaming. Yeah. So all you got to do is like, well, we already kind of do it. Watch one movie a week and then watch two on streaming. Yeah, that's true. You should end up with, well, 152, 150 plus six, 156 at least. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, Then, you know what? We'll, we'll find out how much we watched. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, then let's jump out of here. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. It's been a real pleasure. If you like what you heard, please consider telling a friend about our show. It really helps us grow and get more known by other listeners, such as yourselves. And if you want to follow us on our Instagram, you can at 
Sorry, I had a burp. Cinema underscore buns. That's with a Z, the last word of the alphabet. With that, I am Jonah Colazzo. My name is Hoover Ramirez, and then we won't see you until New Year's. That is true. Yep. That is true. Well, at least on cinema buns. That is true. Yeah, we have a mini buns. We have a mini buns. It's coming. Yeah. Um, Don't worry. But yes, we will be closing out our New Year's with a a movie that we've been wanting to deal with, tackle with. Um, but you know what? We'll find out when we get there. <laughs> we'll find out when we get there. Okay. Um, See y'all. But yes, Happy New Year's, everybody. Happy New Year's. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Enjoy your guys' time. Merry Chrysler. With that, let's get the fuck out of here. Bye. Bye.